0: Thinking Aloud. Conversations on the leading edge of knowledge and discovery with psychologist Jeffrey Mishlove Hello and welcome. I'm Jeffrey Mishlove. Today I'd like to talk about the concept of deep time. Deep time is a concept I first learned about through my friend Eben Alexander, the neurosurgeon who authored several books about his near-death experience, including the bestseller Proof of Heaven, as well as Maps of Heaven, or The Map of Heaven. What he talks about deep time, he's expressing what it was like during his near-death experience. He was in a coma for a week. But I'm under the impression, if you listen to him carefully, he had practically a lifetime of experience during that week. And, and the lifetime was mostly in an aspect of that experience in which he felt he was in direct communion with God. And why he calls it deep time is significant. It's significant to me because he could have said he was completely outside of space and time. There's a very popular concept right now in the parapsychological community called non-locality. Non-locality suggests outside of space and time completely. You might call it zero dimensionality. So, if you're experiencing non-locality, everything is happening all at once. You could say there is no time and no space. Everywhere is now and here. Everywhere is here, and every time, past, present, and future, is now, and there is nothing else. It's like all is there from the beginning to the end of the universe. Deep time, however, is very different from that. Deep time Uh, to me suggests what I would think of as a hyperdimensional reality. You might think of it as Hilbert space, which I've talked about in other monologues. Hilbert space is infinitely many dimensions of space. Who knows how many dimensions of time as well. So infinitely many dimensions suggest that there's a hierarchy, a nested hierarchy of dimensions of space. We experience three dimensions of space normally, and one dimension of time. So, that's our 4D space time. But the hyperspace models suggest that our 4D space time is embedded in a 5D. The 5D is embedded in a 6D. The 6D embedded in a 7D. And on and on, up to infinity. Now, that may seem Uh, far more complex than the human mind can grasp. Imagine if you're 2083 dimensions moving up to 2084. It may just seem to be impossibly complex. The reason Evan Alexander uses the concept of deep time rather than no time or completely outside of space and time is that It didn't seem to him that his uh, near death experience happened in a single instant. Maybe it did, you know. it, it, It could be that his expression of deep time is an effort to take an experience that occurred completely outside of space and time and put it into human language. That's a possibility. That when we talk about the hereafter, or when we talk about eternity, that's exactly what we mean, something completely apart from space and time. It's one possibility, in which case the metaphor of non-locality would make uh, real sense. And I, it's not that I disagree with the metaphor of non-locality, but maybe... Within a hyperspatial model, non-locality refers to one particular type of dimensionality, which we could call zero space. No space, no time. That that is one of the infinitely many possibilities within a hyperspatial model. So, you could say hyperspace is infinitely more complex than simply non-locality. Now, there's another wrinkle. I'd like to mention, which is the relationship between non-locality and what is known as the block universe. The block universe is sometimes thought of as seeing the universe from the God's eye point of view. And you have to imagine, you are God, and you're looking at the universe and you see it all the way from the very moment of creation to the very moment of the end of the universe, assuming, of course, that the universe is not infinite. Maybe it is infinite. Then it, uh, it would be hard to imagine a block universe of infinite uh, l- length and duration, but possibly, who knows, the point being, it's all really happening at once. Infinite time, infinite space, or maybe, let's say, from the Big Bang to the Big Crunch, as cosmologists sometimes call it. In any case, the idea is that the God's eye view, or the block universe, which is consistent with Einstein's theory of general relativity, is that it all exists at once, and why it seems to us humans that time is sequential. That it unfolds moment by moment by moment is simply a question of our nervous system. That's the way our brains are structured, you might say, or the way our minds, our consciousness is is structured. So, that's one way of looking at things. And and I can say this, the block universe has many adherents today in the field of theoretical physics. Hyperspace models also have many adherents as, as well in the uh, field of physics. And I would particularly refer our viewers to uh, several conversations I've had with the physicist and mathematician Bernard Carr about hyperspace models. There's the question of, of what physicists call the multiverse. So, how does that relate to consciousness? That's the real question, isn't it? And uh, maybe it's a theoretical question of little practical consequence for anybody. Do we live in a three-dimensional universe, or a 4D, as we say, three dimensions of space, one dimension of time? Or is our universe embedded in something much larger? The reason to think it is embedded in something much larger, of course, is near-death experiences, psychedelic experiences, altered states of consciousness, dream reality, lucid dreaming, remote viewing. All of these things suggest a uh, realm of consciousness. And as Bernard Card has said, these... This realm, like out-of-body experiences, has to have a space that it occurs in. It doesn't occur in zero space and zero time. Events seem to occur the way they do in physical space, only it's different. It's what Evan Alexander calls deep time. By deep time, he doesn't mean that everything is happening all at once. I mean, maybe it does. Maybe he does mean that. But I think he means that time is different. Not that time is non-existent. It's somehow different. And a hyperspace model suggests, especially if you have multiple dimensions of time, that there could be many different kinds of time. It could be that time unfolds more rapidly or more slowly in some time dimensions than in others. That some time dimensions, perhaps everything is instantaneous, that it's all happening at once. Uh, think of it like a video. You buy the video of your favorite movie. The entire movie is there on the video file. If it's a file or if it's a tape, it's all there. But in order to play the video, you put it into a machine and it unfolds moment by moment by moment. But the beginning and the end are already all there. You could say the whole universe works that way. And in that sense... (laughs) It's very funny because, in that sense, we're alive and dead, or not in the body, at the same time. That This is just a part of the video, you might say, that we're watching. Now, I'm very interested in this from a theoretical point of view because I'm trying to understand the afterlife more deeply and realms of consciousness more deeply, my own thinking is that we can map these things out that um well back in the 1960s 70s uh, ralph metzner for example wrote a book maps of consciousness and and there were various maps the tarot cards i think was one and various theories of consciousness there's a freudian map there's a jungian map of consciousness. I'm sure there are many other maps. The Kabbalah, Tree of Life, some people call a map of consciousness. Well, there are all of these maps. I think we can refine them. I think we're in a period of history where we're beginning to open up to these dimensions of consciousness through psychedelic experience, through deep meditation, through lucid dreaming, hypnotic regression, study of reincarnation, and the like. And I might add, incidentally, that reincarnation is a good example of the way in which consciousness, if if it turns out to be you know, what it appears to be, that reincarnation is real, then you've got clear interactions between our three-dimensional or four-dimensional space-time matrix and the realms of the afterlife, which it's known in reincarnation research as the intermission period between lives. Well... It seems as if, let's say that that intermission period truly is a spaceless, timeless realm outside of space and time completely. Let's say that you you go into a a realm of eternity between lifetimes. Even so, you come back into space-time. And there has to be, therefore, some sort of a relationship between space-time and the intermission period. Well, there may be many kinds of relationships that we could think of if we think in terms of hyperspace. But if it's strictly a question of jumping into an eternal realm outside of space and time completely, and then entering into a 4D space-time, it would seem to me that that's a, a difficult transition to to go through. Not necessarily impossible, because human imagination uh, is uh, only limited by imaginary limits. Nevertheless, it seems to be likely, in fact, I would say probably more than likely, that we can map this out if we think in terms of higher dimensional uh, mathematics and space-time possibilities. So, Rather than think about all of these deep realms of consciousness in terms of non-locality, I'd rather think of them in terms of deep time and hyperspace. Now, what does this mean for you? Why would you, a viewer, even care? How is it going to make any difference in your life, whether, whether time exists or not in the afterlife, whether space exists or not in the afterlife? Actually, the answer is simple. It would influence you because we partake of the afterlife right now. It's not as if there's this steel wall between our three-dimensional reality and other spaces of consciousness. No, they're all simultaneously there within us. At this very moment, you might say that each and every person has mediumistic potentials. Each and every person can be a great remote viewer. Each and every person can be a seer and a sage. We all have that within us. And so it's incumbent upon us to understand more deeply, to come up with good language to describe who we are. Not that we all have to agree with each other, but it's useful to be aware of the fact that there is this debate going on. Is consciousness non-local, outside of space and time, completely? Sort of the uh, philosophy of Descartes, as a matter of fact, that the uh, mental substance doesn't have any extension in space. So... Maybe that's the case, or maybe there are various degrees. Maybe the very notion of deep time suggests other possibilities as well regarding our own human potential. I'll leave you with that thought, and I want to thank you very much for being with me. And, of course, thank you very much for being with us. Thank you.